That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Harry wheeled around. Dudley was no longer standing behind his parents. He was kneeling beside the coffee table and he was gagging and sputtering on a foot-long purple slimy thing that was protruding from his mouth. One bewildered second later, Harry realized that the foot-long thing was Dudley's tongue and that a brightly colored toffee wrapper lay on the floor before him. Okay, I'll read more. And Petunia hurled herself onto the ground beside Dudley, seized the end of his swollen tongue, and attempted to wrench it out of his mouth. Unsurprisingly, Dudley yelled and sputtered worse than ever, trying to fight her off. Uncle Vernon was bellowing and waving his arms around, and Mr. Weasley had to shout to make himself heard. So that's what we're doing in this chapter. What's up, potheads? Welcome to the Restricted Section, a show in which a bunch of nerds with potty mouths reread the Harry Potter series for the umpteenth time and discuss the way that this story and its themes have stayed with the generation into adulthood. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done the reading, don't worry, we did it for you. Here's what we're talking about this week. Chapter 4, Back to the Burrow. Harry spends a very tense day waiting for the Weasleys to come pick him up at the Dursleys. Uncle Vernon is wearing his best suit for the occasion in a show of power, Um, but unfortunately, the Weasleys arrive via fireplace, and also, very unfortunately, the Dursley's fireplace is boarded up in favor of an electric fire. So the visit starts poorly with Arthur Weasley blasting the Dursley's fireplace apart, and it does actually, in fact, get worse from there. On their way out, Fred drops a bunch of candy. Whoopsie. Oh, wow. What a silly accident. Well, of course, Dieting Dudley eats one candy that was accidentally left behind and it causes his tongue to grow uncontrollably. So Uncle Vernon starts chucking china pieces at Arthur and Arthur makes Harry leave via flu powder while he fixes everything. Not all heroes wear capes. Some wear, quote, long robes in varying states of shabbiness, unquote. Welcome to the restricted section where we will explode your living room. I am delighted to be joined today by my boisterous friend, Mary Clay. Say hello to the listeners, Mary Clay. Hello, listeners. I'm so glad you're back after summer vacation. I know. I was just, I was texting you earlier this week and I was telling Jason when you were running around your house resetting your Wi-Fi that it feels like <laughs> it's been, it's been a while and I was genuine, I couldn't remember what I was last on for. Obviously it was Prisoner of Azkaban, which <laughs> comes right before this book, Goblet of Fire. Yeah. So it's good to, it's good to be back talking about good old HP. The last episode you were on was um, the movie episode with yes, Ethan yes. Um, and Haley, and that does feel like it was truly so long ago. Well, honestly, when we recorded that episode, it very well could have been when I was still at my old job. I know I was at my old house. Um, it was yeah, probably before we traveled, we did all this traveling for my brother's wedding. Um, I lived with my parents for two weeks when I was in between leases and then moving in was a whole process 
because we had an issue with our gas stove leaking gas. <laughs> and so it, it truly, oh like, I, like a lifetime has passed in terms of what <laughs> I've experienced since I was last on. You've come so far and tried so hard. I know. And in, in the, the end, end, it definitely mattered. <laughs> and... Our special guest today, you might have heard of him, is Jason Hilton, editor of the Movie Night Crew. Say hello to the listeners, Jason. Hello to the listeners, Jason. <laughs> I almost did that joke, but I couldn't remember what Christina said exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you may remember Jason from his past episodes. He was on for Chamber of Secrets, Chapter 17, The Heir of Slytherin, and Prisoner of Azkaban, Chapter 7, The Bogart in the Wardrobe. Some pretty yes. good chapters, if I do say well, so myself. Quality stuff. My first chapter was the very first chapter of Chamber of Secrets. So, oh, it really? Wasn't that great. Yeah. Dang, I didn't even look. For- <laughs> I scrolled back and I'm sure I was like, oh, there's his Chamber of Secrets one. And that's all that he did. I didn't remember you did, too. I, I'm hurt. That was a special, special recording. Session. <laughs> You're right. I do remember, though, because that was incredibly boring and terrible. <laughs> Harry Potter was a very special boy. Yeah. And I was way more nervous. Well, I hope you're comfortable. Um, in fact, let's all get comfortable in the Dursley's living room. <laughs> While we can. While we can. Today we're talking about chapter four of Goblet of Fire, Back to the Burrow. But like, wow, misnomer, because like, we don't see the burrow in this chapter. I know. I was very disappointed. Me too. Like, exactly. I was actually pretty let down. <laughs> okay, but it's still a pretty fun chapter, at least compared to the past two chapters. <laughs> It is very fun, but I just don't understand why she wouldn't have combined the pre either the previous chapter and this chapter, or this chapter and the next chapter. You know, yeah, like, you like blink and this chapter is over, so it seems weird to even separate them. It is still very fun, but uh, I said before we officially started the episode that I kept reading on to the next chapter because it was so funny oh yeah and oh, yeah. i thought i like yeah I, I had like a vague memory i was like don't like bill and charlie like smash tables together like with their wands oh, and yeah. i was like did that actually happen so that's a fun show but we're not here to talk about that Mm-mm. we're here to talk about <laughs> harry just sitting in the hallway <laughs> freshly packed okay be grateful for what you get yes he packs yep to go to the weasleys um, the Dursleys are pretty tense about, like, the wizards that are coming to their house. Frankly, I'm impressed that they're even bearing this anxiety compared to, like, how they usually act about your kind. I can't believe they didn't just be like, Harry, you have to go, like, meet them somewhere else at, like, a drop-off point. We're not allowing them into our house. Yeah. They didn't even know how they were going to show up, so that probably wouldn't even have worked. True. Yeah, that's true. I mean, unless there's like a public location with a fireplace, which does exist, but it would have to be like a bougie winery or something. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe not in the UK. There's actually probably a lot more fireplaces in the UK. Uh, Ver- Uncle Vernon says that they better dress normally. <laughs> um, Vernon, for his part, is wearing his very best suit, which is so ridiculous. Um, Like, for any- like even if 
Mr. Weasley was like a muggle. It's still a ridiculous outfit to wear to sit in your living room. I loved the note that it wasn't because he wanted to look, you know, put together for his guests. It was that he wanted to show off like how much money he has or how much or like how nice his clothes are or something. Yeah, which is a pretty big sting for the Weasleys. But it's something that like, you know, they don't even know they don't wear muggle clothes. So Arthur wearing like an impressive, like nice, fancy suit isn't something that's going to impress them. They're just going to be like, yeah, it's muggle clothes. I guess it looks nice. Like, congratulations. It's like me when people tell me basically anything about like what their car is. (laughs) I'm like, cool. (laughs) Harry like doubts that they're going to dress in a way that Uncle Vernon likes because the Weasleys parents, they often wear long robes. Um, I feel like wearing long robes every day would be like extremely obnoxious. What do you guys think? Well, like it drags on the ground like all the time. And like I mean, you even notice that in the movies where they have like soot always on the bottom of their their wizarding robes it would seem kind of inconvenient for me i don't go around wearing like a trench coat all the time well for multiple reasons but But i would love the feeling of just always having a cape on yeah no i know our dear friend edmund edna mode says no capes i would just love the feeling of like anywhere i walk it's like whoosh friend of the podcast edna mode yes she listens (laughs) i like to imagine arthur weasley coming in with like the most stereotypical wizarding outfit possible just like by chance so he's like got the big pointy merlin hat and like a purple <laughs> cloak with like yellow stars and moons all over it like hello and he's just trying to be nice but greatly offending oh my god we have that exact outfit when we bought our dumbledore <laughs> outfit that's ex- you just described it like exactly yeah <laughs> I think that I would be okay wearing long robes every day at Hogwarts where everything's like kind of cold and made out of stone, you know? So yeah. it's like, it's not yeah. very dirty. It's not, it's not like muddy, you know? It's just like b- these big stone corridors with like nothing to like catch you. If I had a robe, I would get it caught on everything. And also I'm realizing now that the kittens would just love that thing. Oh. Yo, you know when you're like going about your day and then absolute day ruiner. You're wearing a cardigan and the pocket gets caught in a doorknob. Is this only a me experience? Um, this no, might be only it's... a me experience. No, that's happened to me with belt loops. But like when you're or, or okay, other similar thing. You have you have a jacket on, you have a purse, you have anything yeah. on oh, your yeah. body, and you walk past a door and it catches on the doorknob. It's usually my purse. Can you just imagine how often that would happen with your robe? I'm just concerned exactly. with how much fire is in Hogwarts. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Wait, who gets their... F- that's oh, yeah, true. Snape gets his... Snape gets his robes on fire, right? Yeah, but that's because a that's student did that to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone set him on fire. That's different <laughs> from just catching on fire. I would have to have a summer robe. It's really easy for children to set your clothes on fire that's that's my only thing that's why i wouldn't want to wear one (laughs) yeah mary claire i suppose a summer robe would consist of like um like a like a oh my god at the renaissance fair leela bought this like capelet it's like little riding riding hood it only like covers her shoulders (laughs) and it's adorable i'm imagining like a naughty like like a sheer 
um, Ooh, robe sassy. that's mostly just like an overlay, you know? Mm, um, yes. That you just like, yeah, that has maybe some like floral designs on it or something for the summer. That Flowers. Those would have to be my summer robes since it's, you know, always 90 degrees where we live. It's true. Not in jolly old England. <laughs> okay, and then so Dudley is acting like generally afraid because the last time that he like met a wizard, he got a pigtail out of it. Even though, well, the text calls him a like a full-grown wizard, I think. Um, but it was Hagrid, and like I would argue that he's not a full-grown wizard. He like doesn't have wizard training. I think it means he is a wizard who is full-grown. Like, he is an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than, like, a fully trained wizard. He may be a child on the inside, but he is an adult on the outside. (laughs) And I suppose Dudley wouldn't know the difference. He was probably very threatened by that man at the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, of course, like, it has to refer to that as, like, a distant event. Because if you say, you know, the last time... Dudley was with a wizard, Hagrid gave him a tail, and then J.K. Rowling would have to be like, Hagrid is the gatekeeper at ha- <laughs> how she'll, she'll like pepper in, you know, those like details of like, yes, we know. It's book four. We know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always kind of appreciated those sometimes because it took me, I, there was such a big gaps between when the books came out. What was it like every couple of years? I don't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it it was definitely a couple of years between them. Oh yeah, so. not many though. Honestly, pretty impressive writing pace, and George R. R. Martin could stand to take a leaf out of her book. <laughs> <laughs> Reading these books this time around, I feel so bad for Dudley. Honestly, like he never yeah. stood a chance as a human being or a character. Um, and, like, the text just absolutely despises him in a way that, like, children should not be despised. <laughs> Although him constantly um, holding his butt this entire chapter was pretty funny. That was a funny detail that she kept bringing up. I think it's sad. He's, like, absolutely terrified. Yeah. Also, it mentions that they had to take him to a private hospital for the tail to be removed. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, like, that required surgery. He was in... Physical pain, probably, because of what happened. Probably couldn't sit down for a while. I Yes, that's what I was about to say. It's his favorite thing to do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and then we talked about this a lot in the last chapter, so we won't harp on it here. But, like, there, the really rude fat shaming of Dudley, like, continues through this chapter. He can't just walk out of a room. He has to, like, waddle. Waddle, you know? yeah. And so, like, the pig thing is just like i think it's just it, they're laying it on too heavy like he's not in this book he hasn't done a damn thing <laughs> that adjective porky makes a return <laughs> for sure god damn remember that one pilot from star wars named porkins <laughs> oh yeah for sure he's my favorite character. <laughs> he's he's my favorite too it's a totally different situation but <laughs> i think I, I heard a funny story about that where like the actor was like mildly offended at that because he was overweight and he's like are you calling me porkins because i'm fat and but apparently george lucas was like oh no you've got this whole backstory and this is why porkins is your name or something like that and it made him just to make him like feel better that's funny yeah putting in the uh the legwork check out this world building i'm gonna explain why the fat guy's named porkins (laughs) (laughs) um so lunch is very tense and silent 
Mary Clay, did you get the bugs? <laughs> Can you see it flying around? <laughs> no, I can't. There is mm-hmm. a fly. It has been, first of all, there is a gnat and a fly in my room. Um, and the fly, I think, has been in our apartment. Like, I think it needs to pay rent at this point. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Anyway, continue. Um, no, I want to hear more about the bugs. I, I spend a lot of time watching other creatures catch bugs <laughs> because my cats love catching bugs, and there's so many in our house. Send them here. Oh, my um, God. Oh, no. Uh, nope. I slowed it dude, down. Dude, you can there. have a kitten if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm oh my slowing god. it down. I'm slowing it down. Okay. Gu- okay. Gus will do that. He'll just like grab a fly and just coldly eat it. And I'm like, ah, oh god, this is <laughs> this is nature in my house. My favorite <laughs> videos from the um, from the summer have been pet owners being like, spit it out, spit it out now, and they have a cicada, like a giant cicada in their mouth, <laughs> and it's just like a dog, Whoa. and their mouth is closed, and then you just hear like the chirping. <laughs> But it sounds muffled. <laughs> so lunch is very tense and silent. Um, I think it's silent, completely silent, except for that Vernon asks if the Weasleys will be driving. And Harry realizes, sweet, stupid little Harry, realizes that he has absolutely no fucking idea how they're getting there. Also, I just, I love how more, you know, as the books go on, and like I said earlier, she can't, at this point, she can't. She doesn't have the time to go in and every time they mention something crazy, explain exactly what happened. So she'll just like, you know, Mm -hmm. pass by it really quickly. And so it mentions that like their Ford Anglia is currently like driving around the Forbidden Forest at Hogwarts. (laughs) So it's very funny, like as as the books go on and like you have these like opening chapters reintroducing you to the world and like people and characters and objects and stuff. All of these, like, very, like, crazy out-of-context things that are just, like, adding to to the list. <laughs> do they, yeah, do they even, like, attempt recap chapters once book seven comes around? I haven't read it in a I long time. I can't remember. I don't know. We'll find out in I, three years. I think they kind of stop in Order of the Phoenix. Um, but, Mary Clay, there is now suddenly a fly zooming around my office. <laughs> and I, I think you summoned Digitally. it or sent it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at now that I th- I think I did kill the fly because I can see it lying on my floor. So maybe his spirit, his <laughs> his ghost is over there. Oh my god! I don't know how to segue from ghost fly into Harry sitting just, around. Just don't <laughs> segue like at all. Just go immediately into whatever <laughs> you were going to talk about and just cut all of this out and put it into Patreon content. <laughs> A Patreon episode of just Mary Clay talking about the fly. About this fly, yeah. <laughs> um, well, we need we need to do something while we're just waiting around um, for the Weasleys to show up. Like Harry's just sitting around. I don't think he's he's not even like reading. They're just sitting. <laughs> no, they're twiddling the, their thumbs. Yeah, yeah. They're very very bulbous thumbs. Oh, also, I want to point out that their lunch. Is cottage cheese and shredded celery. God damn, that sounds so terrible. That's such a '90s diet. Delicious. God, it is a very Ugh. '90s diet. I bet my mom had that for lunch more than a couple times. Yeah, I'm sure that was like a miracle, like recipe back then. It's like, oh, if you just get into cottage cheese, you're good. You'll never have to eat cheese again. And then, of course, it was a dirty, dirty Ugh. lie. Just like with kale. It's like, you'll never want spinach <laughs> or lettuce again. I'm like, you know, I do. I don't want spinach or lettuce to begin with. Uh, 
Huh. I love lettuce. Um, that's not relevant. Um, so, so, okay, so it's five o'clock. What time were the Weasleys supposed to get here? Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Yep. It's much like, it's very similar to how Jason and I rolled up to this episode, <laughs> to this recording. <laughs> Whoa. That was a self-roast. So they're just like waiting in utter agony. Like they're just, they're all just so tense. Uh, but Harry never doubts for a second that the Weasleys are coming to get him. Yeah, that's nice. But I, I don't understand when you have teleportation, how is being a late even an issue? Ever. It's the, well, they still have to get to the fireplace, you know? And when you have a family of, and Bill and Charlie there. are there too at this point. Spoiler alert for the next chapter. Um, <laughs> I didn't read ahead. What? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, even though I admitted at the beginning of this episode, I think. Um, I'm sure the burrow's crazy. You know, Fred and George were probably running around their room being like, oh, you know what would be really funny? Get some of the toffees. Let's test them out on Dudley. And they're planning that out. Ron's upstairs, maybe straightening his room. And we and Weasley, what's his name? Arthur's downstairs mm. like, come on, boys, we have to go. And then Molly's like, well, while you're standing here waiting for them, you might as well help me cook dinner. So I can see <laughs> how like the Weasleys being a very Fair. large, rambunctious family it takes a while to get them all, you know, in, in one place, even if that place is in front of their own fireplace. <laughs> that is something I like to wow. think about where, like, if transportation or if teleportation was, like, possible, um, I mean, I feel like people would still be late because you would still be procrastinating. You would be procrastinating to the very last, like, second or something. Yeah. Um. My beloved husband, Sean, has ADHD, and it's just, like, he would be... For sure, that person who, like, cannot get there on time with teleportation. I love the tone of your I mean, voice when you say beloved husband. <laughs> you couldn't see the eye I love him, listeners. but he, like, he literally sometimes just, like, literally cannot make himself get it together and get out the door. While, like, it's always when we're, like, going on vacation and the pressure's on and I'm like, people are waiting on us. And he's like... <laughs> Wait, I'm resetting the router. Just that's think Just think about Oh, I thought you meant you were going right now to reset the router. I was like you No, just that's always that. why that's um, always why he takes too long. He's <laughs> resetting the router. Um also consider like what is your for people who have done remote work at all in the last year? Are you sitting at your computer exactly at, you know, 10 a.m. as the Zoom meeting rolls around <laughs> or are you still on the toilet? scrolling tiktok being like oh shoot the meeting <laughs> I, I think in general that's why i can't get into tiktok i'm like refusing myself tiktok because i know i'll get sucked into that world oh yeah and it's I, a, I feel like it'll ruin my life i have a problem i've told your wife several times before that i think the two of you could have a very lucrative tiktok <laughs> uh, and i'm happy to talk about that more at a later time no, no but i'm fine <laughs> your funny little songs Oh, true. Yeah. Finally, there's a scream. Uncle Vernon <laughs> screams. There's a noise coming from inside the boarded up The call up is coming from inside the, the house. <laughs> <laughs> and Dudley immediately, like, pieces the fuck out. He's like, I'm just already done. Why is he even here? Go to your room. I know. I mean, that's always what I did as a kid and as an adult, is just go up to my room whenever people I don't know who I don't want to interact with come over. Yes. You know, you just go to your room and close, close the door. It's that suburbanite thing where, like, 
everyone has to be there to like greet them. I think it's just like, or maybe it's just I like guess, yeah. classic English politeness. Dude, it's like the Von Trapp family lineup. Exactly, yeah. Parade out. Let me show all my friends what I've oh, done. Boy. I've made children. Look Can at me. Can you imagine if there were seven Dursley kids? <laughs> Gross. No, There's because like you world. can't. It, they wouldn't be the same at all because part of it is that Dudley is like inherently this way because he's like the only most precious child. Yeah, if they had seven children, they would for sure like pick a favorite and then the favorite would know that they are the favorite, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's always the and first kid. And it would kid. be Dudley. Um, it is not always the first kid. Um, let me tell you, me and my little brother go back and forth. <laughs> Your parents <laughs> go back and forth over which one they like more. But it's like, it's we always know which one it is. I'll tell you what, um, as the third child in my family, the favorite is never, It's it's been the first child a lot. It's been the second child a lot. It's never really been the third child. No, there's there's Ooh. so few pictures of me as a baby because I was the third kid. What? What? Okay, in my family, the, our thir- the third child was beloved, but that's because he's an actual genius. I think there are two spectrums for third child in families. There is one end where the third child or the youngest or whatever, you know, is um, like... I say spoiled in the sense that like they're given almost everything that they want. Um, The rules are relaxed for them. Um, Things are like easier for them because there's always attention on them or they're just like pushed to the side and forgotten because there's like all this other stuff happening already. When you come into the world, it's like, that's great. But I also have this six year old and this three year old and now I have a baby. You at least can't move so i'm gonna put you in the swing which my mom referred to as the neglectomatic smart not hard in mom. order you know to wrangle the other children so i was on the other end of the third child spectrum where it's like brothers off at band camp sisters off at swim team and you have your game boy to sit in the bleachers and watch <laughs> and you can be quiet and you can sit there and enjoy your book or your Game Boy or whatever it is. My youngest brother, Ryan, wrote the theme song for this podcast. And if that isn't just the pinnacle of success, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, so Fred, George, and Mr. Weasley roll up into the blocked off fireplace, basically. They're coming in hot, literally, because there's a fire. Um, but I guess the fire is not flammable if it's not. Like, I assume it's blocked off with cardboard, right? No. It's- yeah. No, not cardboard. Wood. Plywood. What? Sorry. So what I think would have been more fun is if the reason the fireplace was blocked up was because Vernon blocked it up when I don't actually I don't know if that's if that's a movie detail or if they did that in the book as well oh, with the letters in the first book with the letters coming uh, if he boarded the fireplace up when the letters came and then was just too lazy to take them down at some point you know I'll just get an electric one it would have been really I I would have appreciated that detail of like but the fireplace was boarded up because Vernon tried to stop Harry's school letters from arriving. That's, you know? a, that's a Marvel level continuity thing, so I could see that. Yeah. I was also wondering, well, before I remembered the letters thing, what I was thinking is that, like, maybe when Lily died, someone took the flu network to their house to, like, tell them that that had happened and, like, surprised them <laughs> and they, like, boarded it up oh. so no more wizards could get through. I like that. I like that. I think it's more just, I think the real answer, though, is just that, like, in 
quote unquote modern in the modern times of 1994 um <laughs> <laughs> they have this electric fireplace that's a lot less effort for maintaining that they use instead and i think that's just like oh this is this new gadget it shows our wealth It shows that we are with the times. It's something that we don't have to fuss about and we can just turn it on (laughs) and be warm and turn it off again. I'm I'm grumpy because Sean and I have an ongoing fight about what kind of fire pit we should have in the backyard. And in the end, he bought me my like regular wood burning fire pit, but he always complains that it's not gas powered. (laughs) Um, I like the smell of fire. Yeah, not when it's like blowing directly on me. That's nice until you know what, Christine. I was with you until I thought about like the actual situation of like sitting around a fire, and then there's always that one person the smoke is always blowing in. You know. Okay, but I have a couch back there now. Can I interest you in a couch? Last time you were here, there wasn't a couch. I can interest you in a smoker's couch, please. <laughs> The smoke is still going to... If I'm sitting on the couch, the smoke is still going to blow at me when I'm on the couch. No, no, no. I'll protect you. So Harry goes to speak to Mr. Weasley <gasps> the fly, through the boards. The fly was not dead. It got back up. <laughs> I was pretending. It got back up and flew away. Oh, my God. It was literally lying on the floor. And I saw it go by. I was like, are you kidding me? There's another goddamn fly. I would recognize that fly are you anywhere. kidding me? The thrilling saga continues. That happens a lot in my house because the kittens don't like to eat the flies. They just like to take them down. So they'll bring down a fly and carry it around. And I think it gets all wet with spit. And then like three Ew. hours later, it like dries off and gets can fly back away. <laughs> they like don't kill these flies. Um, cats are insane. Cats are so... Okay, so they're so stuck Harry's in the... Like, I interrupted Yeah, he's like, so Mr. Badly. Weasley. <laughs> Mr. Weasley, it's boarded up, and Mr. Weasley's like, what the fuck? Um, but he's excited that there's an e- eclectic fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> and then Ron shows up. I mean, what fireplace... Have you ever seen a fireplace that all of these people could fit in at the same time? No. They're li- I guess they're up in the chimney, yeah. is what I'm imagining. Is that like they're stacked on top of each other, Oh, basically. my God. <laughs> the, the like logistics what? of everything was confusing me. I was like, "That's the only ri- that's the only way." Uh, stacked on top of each other. That's Up through the chimney. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's the only thing I can think about. I can think of. <laughs> Wait, why did so many people need to come? Um, yeah, that's what I, I don't get. It's like maybe I would say like Ron could come because it's his friend. But like, if you want to make the matter simpler, just have Arthur apparate in, and. Then yeah. Harry can just hold on to his arm and then apparate out. But maybe J.K. Rowling hadn't invented that concept yet. Um, I love this moment when Ron pops in and says, what are we doing here? Has something gone wrong? Wrong? Oh, no, Ron, <laughs> said Fred's voice very sarcastically. No, this is exactly where we wanted to end up. Yeah, we're having the time of our lives here, said George. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much. So Mr. Weasley finally just straight up blasts the fireplace open and the Weasleys all fall out. <laughs> yeah. They imagine like a slide, I guess, because they were all stacked on top of each other. <laughs> and then Mr. Weasley tries to go like politely introduce himself. Yeah. I love his I love his his, his very bold attempts to try to win him over with kindness. Be polite. Or with politeness, yeah. yeah. It's like, hello, I just yeah. destroyed your living room. 
how's it going? <laughs> I would be so pissed. I, would I know. Be like, I'm kind of with the Dursleys on this one, 100. percent Filthy. <laughs> okay, but but to like to Mr. Weasley, this is something that can be fixed with magic in like 10 seconds. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he better. He has no idea. He's trying so hard. How can he still not um, pronounce electric right? <laughs> He's been working at the ministry for years. No one will talk to him about ecultricity. Ecultricity. And we find out and we find out that he yeah collects plugs. So true so Brag. he he should know that you know oh, it's pronounced electric. Yeah. I always wondered what yeah. goes on at a muggle at muggle research because I'm like can't you just go to a library? Like a muggle library yeah, but and the find library- out interesting. Oh, muggle library, yeah. And find out like everything about them. We we are really good at recording like literally everything about ourselves. Yeah, that true. is true. We love to do that. But it's less fun that way. So the Dursleys like back away from Mr. Weasley and just like fear and horror. Um he tries to explain the flu network to them kind of well he tries to explain like he's like, Well, this happened because we hooked you up to the flu network. He's just talking. He's like, I can fix everything. Don't even worry about it. But they are actually, in fact, worried about it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think they, like, say almost a thing for, like, the rest of this chapter. Yeah, they're pretty much just standing there in shock. Yeah. Yeah. And there's very, uh, very graphic depictions of what Uncle Vernon's face is doing right now. Uncle face. It's me, face. His purpled uncle face and Aunt Petunia too, chewing her tongue, which just sounds really painful. She doesn't even say a word in this chapter, but. I think I know what that means. Like, <laughs> I don't. I, I have this, like, thing that I do that where I, like, kind of chew the inside of my mouth a little bit sometimes. Oh, I do that, but your tongue, I don't. Ow. That's that's a British I think thing. It's like, I think it's, like, the same kind of thing, though. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I'm see. just chewing my tongue. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's all chew our tongues. I'm for like, some do ASMR. I find this? Do I find this comforting at all? No, I don't. I'm trying <laughs> it myself. Ow! Listeners, try it home. Join in with us. One, two, three. <laughs> Hit us up if if you're a tongue chewer. Let us know. Like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe, all tongue chewers. Um, Fred and George are like, lol. We'll go get your trunk, Harry. Um. They just yeah, really want to see what do. Dudley looks like, probably. Yeah, they've never met him, and they lay eyes on him, and then they decide to ruin his fucking life, so, like, dude. Essentially him. poison him? Uh... Yes. I do. It is a funny note, again, not that this is the chapter that we're discussing, but in the next chapter, you know, Arthur tries to chastise them for what they do and they're like in our defense we didn't do it because he's a muggle we did it because he's terrible yeah i mean (laughs) he's actually the worst (laughs) it's true he got the pigtail already like he's uh he's continuing i think we're good now well he's continually horrible to him he didn't really learn his lesson the first time i maintain that he hasn't done anything this book that we've seen yes so mr weasley is like trying to make small talk but he also just can't contain his excitement about like the muggle shit around <laughs> him <laughs> it's like uh, it's very adorable it's like yeah how, how do you can i don't know it's like when um someone you barely know it's like a friend of a friend or like a in-law or something who like doesn't really know that much about you but knows that you own batteries so that's like the only thing he, th- that's like the first thing he brings up he was like i have a collection of batteries me wife thinks i'm mad <laughs> 
<laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah. I think like there's batteries, a note, right? They have drawers full. There's of them. a note from like narrator Harry that's like the Dursleys probably did think him mad. <laughs> yeah. So Dudley returns to the room because Fred and George scared him. And he smells candy. And he smells candy. Um, and Mr. Weasley also tries and fails to make small talk with him. I think Mr. Weasley has it right. He looks at Dudley and he's like, that is a poor, stupid boy who doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> and he uses his extra nice voice on him. Yeah, I, I, I appreciate that he's like trying his best. He knows like these people are awful to him and he really could just be as cold as possible to him. But he's really trying his best to like come yeah. off like a respectable, nice person. Also, it's such a dad thing for him to be, because he says, having a nice holiday, you know, how, like, how's your summer vacation going? Oh, yeah. How, yeah. How's school going? <laughs> how's, how's your break from school? You know, that's such a, I feel like that's such an appropriate dad question What's your major ask. again? I asked you, I asked you how your summer break went at the beginning of this episode. They call me pod daddy. <laughs> so Fred and George return with Harry's trunk. And Mr. Weasley magically lights a fire in the hearth and he pulls out some flu powder. Um, and he's like, Fred, you go. And But on his way out, Fred spills, spills a massive bag yes. of candy. Quote, unquote. <laughs> I was like, yes. Massive quote, unquote, accidentally spilled. Oh, no. <laughs> These candies fell out of my pocket. Stop. No, come Darn. back. Darn. Oh, sorry. Are you on a diet? I'll get these away from you. It's like, go ahead. They're low fat. <laughs> but like, don't even worry about it because he gathers them up and then he leaves. He's gone. It's done. Never to worry. Um, and then George goes next with Harry's trunk and then Ron goes and then it's Harry's turn. So Harry says goodbye. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they don't answer him. Um, and then Harry tries to leave, but Mr. Weasley stops him oh, and so sweet. like asks the Dursleys if they heard Harry say bye. It's literally Arthur's like, okay, well, you guys aren't even being like human decency levels with like this kid. To <laughs> Hold the phone. He, he's got a lot on his mind currently at the moment, though. It's like, what am I going to do about this? Burning? Yeah. What am I going to do about this hole in my wall? <laughs> and he's coated with like That's soot. That's funny. No one wants soot. Um, Arthur just really knows how to take things in stride, and he's trying to encourage other people to do the same. Yeah, I think that was captured pretty well by the actor. He always felt like just such a, I don't know, just such a sweetheart, you know? Absolutely. Just wants the best for everyone. He makes Uncle Vernon say goodbye, <laughs> like the shittiest goodbye. Even though Harry really doesn't, doesn't care. Yeah, Harry doesn't yeah, care yeah. at all, but, like, it's important to Mr. Weasley. Like, Mr. Weasley's like, I'm uncomfortable leaving this conversation without this, like, so social norm. Like, you gotta tell him, yeah. just, like, bye, dude. <laughs> Goodbye. So then Harry, like, goes to walk into the fireplace, but, dun-dun-dun, there's a gagging sound. And Dursley's on the floor, basically. Dudley. You mean Dudley. Basically. Oh, yeah. What did I say? Dursley, which is close. Oh. That's like, <laughs> no! Where'd it go? <laughs> Every now and then in this recording, you'll just hear. <laughs> no, that's the most exciting thing about this chapter. So. <laughs> is, that, is the fly. It's like, tune in next time for the fly. <laughs> um, yeah, so Dudley is on the floor. He's basically choking on his own giant tongue. <laughs> you look like you're getting sworn in. 
she's just oh, like waiting. Oh, oh, what now, bitch? Double tap, double tap. Whoa. I got it, I got it. I'm going to send you guys a picture. <laughs> Murder. Murder she wrote. Murder she did. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Murder she do. <laughs> Here, I'll send it in Discord, and then people will have context for this a week later. <laughs> just send it now and be like, what the? F-? No, con- no caption what- whatsoever, just a dead fly. What's the. Okay, the restricted Put in our fantastic little beast. Everyone's gonna be like, is, is Mary Clay okay? No, I'll, I'll put it in the restricted section. Just say no context spoilers for next week. (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) Okay. All right, back to Dudley's tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, what now? (laughs) Um. Yeah. So Dudley is choking on his own giant tongue. He must be so scared. I'm like so sad for him in this chapter. This isn't something that, like, is really a practical joke. Later, I think in the next book, they evolve this trick to have it has the cure attached to it. So it's not something that, like, you're going to be stuck with forever. So I think that's fine and funny to, like, trick your friends into eating some candy. And then it's like, oh, your tongue's massive. Ha ha ha. All right. Here's the, you know, antidote. There's like later in the book when Neville just turned, there's a line, something like Neville caused a minor disruption by suddenly turning into a large canary because he ate like a canary cream or whatever. That's hilarious. That's That's hilarious. (laughs) This is bullying. Oh my God. That's such a funny line. But yeah, this is. This is like, no, he has, he has to go to the hospital for this. It's also the fact that like they left the candy And then, like, they were, like, Arthur was, you know, one minute, 30 seconds away from leaving. And they, I I think it could have been different if it was going to be a situation where, like, they were going to be with Dudley for the next, you know, day where, like, a wizard could come in and fix this immediately. But, like, they gave him the candy not knowing. We find out later this is a test. And not knowing what it would do to him. They left this candy for him. That's just mean. Yeah, yeah but it, it's always with like that that kind of cynicism that, that J.K. Rowling does where... Ooh, it's twitching. Oh, God. The cynicism that J.K. Rowling does. Where, Continue. Okay, yeah, where like it's always like these people are mean, so it's okay to laugh at them and it's okay to like yeah. be mean to them. But, it, but like the pigtail was one thing him almost choking on his own tongue is like a different thing and they didn't they wouldn't even know if he ate them like while they were still there so what if he ate them like two hours later and there was no wizards around and they'd just be like what the hell is happening because like the the this sounds horrifying and i'm kind of like it's probably for the best that they didn't put this in the movie because i don't think i don't think any kid would be okay with seeing a giant purple python oh that's Turn That's it, right. Coming out of a kid's I forgot mouth. the movie. Yeah. The movie just opens with like Harry like having a bad dream. Yeah, <laughs> he's just at the burrow. We don't like. Th- th- I think they were wise in saying like we don't. Which is fine. We don't. Yeah. We don't need to know how he got to the burrow. Like we just need him to be at the yeah. burrow. Because real for sure. Because I was looking ahead and I was like, oh god, the Quidditch World Cup doesn't even start for like another fifty pages. 
<laughs> uh, tell me about it. Oh. Tell me about it. They don't even get to Hogwarts until, I think, page 130. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. It's bananas. They don't even leave the Shire till page 150. <laughs> exactly. Same kind of energy. I think when I was younger, this was probably the longest book I had ever read. I think it it possibly still is. For sure. It, is Deathly Hallows longer? The, uh, Order no, of Phoenix this, is. It is? Is it really? I thought this was the longest one. No, Order of the Phoenix oh, is the so longest. Oh, so that's the longest book I ever read, I guess. Because I don't think I've ever read yeah. anything over 800 pages. I've mentioned before that this is like the book that kind of made me believe as a kid that I could like read big books because like I could just destroy this. It is pretty magical like when we were, no pun intended, but how like we kind of like grew up to be their ages like as the books were coming out. So it was like, ooh, like we're 14 now. We can handle this kind of book, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think the longest book I've ever read was the game, like one of the Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones Five, whatever the fuck that book is called. I mean, if you want to count Lord of the Rings as one book. I was going to say, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, A thousand pages, yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, I've always wondered about getting that edition of Lord of the Rings that's like all three books combined into one. When I was a kid, I would like go to the library and specifically pick out large books Mm. for the sole purpose. This is something that like I'm really just realizing now, like for the sole purpose of being like, look at my giant book that I'm reading. Aren't I better than you? Reading your fucking frog and toad. (laughs) What is it? Mr. Toad and frog. There's a (laughs) there's a Slytherin in her. We're we're seeing the Slytherin side. I forget that every now and then. (laughs) It is frog and toad. (laughs) They're friends. They love each other. um, I was reading one of their stories to a kid last week who I was babysitting and it's just so delight like i think frog and toad could easily be hobbits you know um and the whole plot of this story is that um toad made a list and it's like wake up get out of bed get dressed and it would be like and then he got dressed and he crossed it off the list and then it was like go see frog and he would go and see Frog, and then it was like, and then he crossed it off the list. <laughs> and, like, it was just <laughs> so simplistic, but I was like, this Aww. is wonderful. And then he got the the plot, the twist in the story is that he lost his list and was like, but what do I do <laughs> next? I don't have my list. <laughs> Relatable. Frog talk and fly talk. This is great. <laughs> I feel like my life is just an elaborate series of lists. <laughs> okay, so we're on the floor. We're on the ground. We're on <laughs> with the ground. Du- we're with Dudley. He's having a bad day. Is there anything like a detail or something How about now? you could talk about? Uh, what was that? What was that? Did you not hear that? Oh, sorry. Let me turn that off. <laughs> what the hell? Okay, so <laughs> I was like, um. It's a weird thing. It's still going. I heard it. I heard something just say, can you hear me now? Okay. My my house is like kind of haunted, but it's not really. Um, so what happens? Is I can hear it. You can still hear I, it's it? It's still go- I, It's still talking. Oh, my God. Hey, God. Be quiet for a second. I can't hear it. Shh. <laughs> the zip calls on the t- <laughs> This is so wait, freaky. Wait, wait. Does it sound like, like a really kind of like hillbilly voice or? Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It's weird because I can't hear it right now, but you can. It must be coming through my microphone or something. 
But okay, so what happens specifically in my house, and I don't know why it happens. Um, I pick up radio signals. It's still going. Yep. I hope, like, oh god, I hope my my audio isn't recording this. Oh darn it! <laughs> I really hope that picks up on the record. Oh no! <laughs> he said, "I know that, sir. Can you hear us?" No, probably okay, not. <laughs> So, Guys, I can't with this. Oh my god. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm, so I'm easily like, spooked. It's like those urban legends you hear about like a family's baby monitor, like a dude was listening in on their baby monitor or something, you know? Like, shut yeah, up. Yeah, so what really happens is we pick up radio signals for some reason. I've I've looked into it several times. Have you ever talked to Sean about your audio haunting? No, it, it is really weird because I do hear these conversations <laughs> between people sometimes. If if I leave like my stereo on or my receiver on, like I can hear it. My guitar amp picks it up. Uh, the speaker for my that's haunting. That's so a haunting. it's not haunting. House... It's really fucking <laughs> no, annoying. No, it's a haunting. It's not haunting. The go your your house is haunted by a ghost who is like a radio DJ. I think. <laughs> and, it's happened. No, it, it happened to me before. I pick up these guys who still communicate via like walkie-talkie or ham radio or something. That's exactly. Yo, we were just talking about weird. That's how we started the episode. We were talking about we needed to end all of our sentences with over. Oh, these guys came to help us. How nice of them. <coughs> okay, what were you even saying? We were talking about Dudley. Dudley's tongue and it's terrible. He's on the floor. He's choking. And I'm choking because really I've been laughing too hard. Oh Let me take a God. sip of my water. That's so freaky. Welcome to my life. All right. <laughs> Where I are we, indeed? Christina, please tell me when you are editing this episode. I hope it that doesn't. picks it up. I hope it doesn't. I'm going to have to make Sean sit in the room with me while I listen to it, because I'm not brave enough. Note that it was around one hour. The one yeah. hour audio mark. Yeah. Did you just hear? <laughs> he He's said, talking on the mic that came with the radio. Can you hear me? Is what he said. <laughs> I wish this was like juicier. <laughs> I wish this was juicier <laughs> gossip. I wish I could hear it. <laughs> That's very. Okay, let's keep going through the bananas. chapter. <sighs> I'm trying to hold this together. They never talk about anything interesting. <laughs> even, you can't even understand them sometimes. They're like, yeah, go on again. I'm getting known. Yeah. Sometimes they oh actually sometimes I think they do know that it happens because I I just randomly hear like like someone like intentionally like making these really weird noises on purpose. I feel like he knows that people can hear him. I don't know. Oh my God. I wish I could find that is this man too because scary. This is so freaky. I've lived in this house for three years and I wish I could meet this man and just punch him because he's interrupted so many things. <laughs> It happened on my fucking soundbar. Like for my TV. Like Whoa. this fucking guy's voice would come in through. Have you um have you talked to your neighbors about that? Have you talked to the FBI? Uh no. <laughs> or the and or the FBI. No. Um Oh my god. I've I've looked so into stupid. it. Like I've put I've even got like these clips all over my microphones that are supposed to suppress any signals coming in. And it still doesn't it, it works. It happens less. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but like that's the only thing I've been able to do so far. I think it has something to do with the wow. wiring in my house. It's really old. Oh my god. I don't know, but it, it okay. happened to me a few times okay. in my last apartment. It's we're haunted. We're haunted. It's fine. We I'm moving ghosts. on. We're it's Halloween. We're spooky. Forge onward, forge onward. 
Forge onward. So next, here's what happens. All hell breaks loose. Um, Aunt Petunia tries to pull Dudley's tongue out of his mouth. Question mark. Um, Why? In- incorrect <laughs> first aid procedure. If someone has a swollen tongue, don't rip it out. Yeah. That's just like so the wrong move. You need to get it out of, maybe not try to rip it out. I don't think she was even aware of his tongue though. Out, Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because they're just like, he's yeah. choking on something. Get it out of his mouth. Ugh. Uh-huh. Um. Okay, so Uncle Vernon and Arthur Weasley start like screaming at each other. It's mostly Vernon screaming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Arthur's like, I can fix it if you just let me. Yeah. But realistically, how can you be calm in this situation at all and be listening to this <laughs> dumbass <laughs> blew open your fireplace and poisoned your son? <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> trust him at this point either. I'm like, get out! But the thing is that, like, magic is the only way that this could just be fixed, you know? So, like, Arm- I, would, yeah, I would exactly. be like, yes, fix this and then you can fuck right off. Yeah. But instead, Uncle Vernon starts throwing pieces of china at Mr. Weasley. <laughs> and Mr. Weasley starts like zapping them out of the air. The, the My favorite Fat Jamie line in this entire chapter is bellowing like a wounded hippo. Uncle Vernon snatched up another ornament. Oh my God. Bellowing like a wounded hippo. That's a new one. Poor hippos. Poor hippos. He usually gets called a walrus. <laughs> so it's a, she's, she's diversifying yeah. a little bit. These are the magic beasts before they were fantastic. <laughs> so Mr. Weasley, he yells at Harry to like, just go. So Harry's like, fair oh, enough. Yes, I will. <laughs> I will go. Well, it's um, it's literally like he's like debating whatever, and then like something goes like flying right past his head and like smashes on. He's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you next summer. Yeah, literally. And um, that's that. That's he that. deuces. <laughs> Let's see. Well, that's yep. the end of the chapter. That's it. That's the end should of the have chapter. been should have been combined. I think with the previous chapter. I completely but, agree. Well, there's Especially because, well, like, these chapters, this is the book where, like, the chapters really start getting long. I don't know if yeah. that's just, like, her formula of, like, they get longer as the book goes on, and so she doesn't like having long chapters towards the beginning of the book. Yeah. We've also talked about, like, different reasons. Like, maybe some people were, like, starting with this book since it, the series was just really tr- starting to get famous so, when it yeah. came out. Mm-hmm. Or because the other books were so short, they're like, okay, don't worry, this is still easy to read. And it's, like, a very slow couple of chapters in the beginning um, before gaining momentum really quickly. But I totally think that chapters two, three, and four should all have been combined into one cha- de- more concise chapter. Yeah, like a little slightly condensed chapter, even though, like... I mean, some of the details are kind of funny, I suppose, but yeah, I just want to get to the yeah. Just want to get to the tournament. Get let's get to let's the point. Let's get to the the magic Nazis. I was even <laughs> I was even happy to just get to the burrow, you know. Yeah, I would yeah. have been <laughs> well, fairly satisfied. I'll settle for the burrow. If we got to the burrow, it's so bananas that this is called back to the burrow, and we don't. It's like it's like Back to the Future. They don't go back to the future until the very, very end. The very end, yeah. It's like Desolation <laughs> of Smaug. Smaug doesn't show up until one hour and 52 minutes. And he doesn't even get desolated until the next movie. Oh, don't get me started. That's stupid. I have a full, I have a full probably com- combined one hour's worth of content just on that. You can root so many problems with just like them making it into three movies. It really didn't Dumb. need to be three movies. I, I literally have an entire... The pacing is so fucking <laughs> ...series awkward. of episodes dedicated to this issue, No, Jason. no, I believe. 
this is hey guys yes. hey guys harry this potter is actually, this you is the this podcast for that actually. i don't have anything better to say though does anyone have any final thoughts about this chapter um it was slightly horrifying but eh. it was definitely stressful. it had the weasleys so that's a plus and oh are they coming back Damn it. Wait, I just like can't get it together. I'm, don't like, blame I can't you. Just, like, in, I can't endure the ghost voice. Wait, is there, I wonder if there's a way this I can This is like... Jason's last appearance on the podcast. Seriously. <laughs> Sir, could you please get off this line? We're hosting a Harry Potter podcast. We're trying to be serious. It's a very serious it's, podcast. It's very professional. It's so serious. serious. A third of this episode was definitely not about me killing a fly. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, let me see. Okay. All right. Any final thoughts about this chapter? No, no. that was pretty no. Much Ghost it. Man was more interesting than this chapter. I just want to. I just want to add in for next week that one of my favorite favorite parts is when Bill they walk out into the yard and Bill and Charlie have the tables floating in the air and they're just banging them against each other just because. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what that picture was about. I was like, what happens in oh, the yeah. next chapter? I don't read very often. I don't know how to. All right, so that's let's it. move. That's the end of the episode. Yes. Bye, everybody. It is the end of it. <laughs> One, two, three, bye. All right. No, no, no. All right. Let's move on to plugs. I would love to start by plugging our Patreon. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join our Discord community and uh, support the podcast. See that um, picture of the fly? Yeah, Exclusive. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and for the $5 a month here, you get bonus episodes. And this month we covered My Immortal, the fanfic. Um, and it's like lore. So that was incredibly fun. That was like the most fun I've had. <laughs> uh, I, I love our bonus episodes. So I definitely recommend signing up for our Patreon link is in the show notes. Jason, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on the internet? Um, you could find me on Instagram at Twitter at pictures of j j a y nine zero and oh wait oh my god my twitter handle is like slightly different that has the nine zero instagram is pictures of j and um you can uh find all of us at the movie night crew podcast where every sunday we review a different movie so if you want to hear tina and Haley and brooke talk about anything that's not harry potter then you can come and we talk about a lot of different types of movies. It's kind of like we all just bring in our collective tastes and suggestions and force our friends to watch what we like. And sometimes it's good, yeah. sometimes it's bad, and sometimes it's really funny. Um, not to burst my own bubble, but wait, that's not the right phrase. Not to toot, toot your own horn. Not to toot my own horn, but there, um, <laughs> some episodes have been pretty good so far. So I don't know how to advertise myself, by the way. You're doing great. You did a great job. But it's something to plug that's not my podcast. If you have HBO Max, I would recommend watching a show called At Home with Amy Sedaris. Do you guys, are you familiar with that particular comedian? No. So it's it's no. like a fake cooking show, but it's like an old-fashioned cooking show from like the 1960s where they teach you how to do everything. But it's like lame crafts and stuff, but... It's kind of a sketch show, but Amy Sedaris is really funny. She's a really funny comedian. If you watch um, BoJack Horseman, she mm. plays the yes. the cat manager. That that voice, Princess <laughs> oh. Carolyn. Yeah, and she yeah. So that's her, and so she just like pretends to be this person who's 
basically entire life is to do this uh, this cooking show or this home network show. And it's so old fashioned. She's got a funny accent. She does multiple characters. It's really bizarre sometimes if you like kind of like adult swim humor sometimes. Um, it's pretty funny. So if you can get HBO Max, there's three seasons of it. And it's a it's a funny sketch show. So that's my plug. At home with Amy Sedaris. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. That's linked in the show notes. Mary Clay, there you are. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, yeah, you can listen to That's What I'm Talking About uh, wherever you get podcasts. Right now, I'm covering The Hobbit movies. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at MC... What? <laughs> what is my Instagram handle? Sorry. You can follow me on Instagram at MC Turn Down For Watch. And you can follow me on Twitter at MC What's Up. Um, and it's funny you mentioned BoJack because that's what I was going to plug. I watched BoJack for the first time this summer. Um, I, s- start- I watched like the first couple episodes years ago and was like, I am not into this. I'm not feeling this. Um, and then this summer I was like, I need to stop watching the same three shows over and over again. I'm going to force myself to watch a new show. And it was BoJack. And I finished it and was like, that was a damn good show. Mm-hmm. That was really, really excellent. That was amazing. So yeah. if you have not watched BoJack, definitely give the first season uh, a, a try. Power through. It kind of takes a couple episodes to get into the world, get into the characters, and like get some of the quippy humor and also get familiar with the 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 depressing feelings that you'll get in touch with throughout the series. <laughs> that is a good post-2020 show. I've been your host, Christina. You can follow me on Instagram at ChristinaTheCon. You can follow me on Twitter at ChristinaCon. You can follow me on TikTok at Sprouts Private Stash. Um, and I would like to recommend that everyone watch The Weight of the House Husband on Netflix. Haley plugged it like several months ago, and it's like a very silly little anime about this um, like gangster turned house husband who like handles <laughs> handles all of his like housekeeping duties with the same intensity that he handled like like gang acti- like mob activities. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and it's very hilarious and they're short little episodes that have like they're so there's uh, they're like bite sized. They're they're not very much substance, but like a fun to watch, you know? Dope. Well, Jason, thank you so much for joining us for this most silliest of episodes. Thank you for having me on again. Yes. Um, and Mary Clay, there you are. I'm so glad Hi. to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm here with the with the remains of the flies sitting next to me still. All right, gang, I got to go finish reading The Flu and You, hooking your home to the flu network before this book starts throwing China at me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. The Restricted Section is a member of the Movie Night Crew Network, which features other amazing podcasts such as its namesake, The Movie Night Crew, which is an extra chaotic podcast featuring the gang just shooting the shit about whatever movie they just watched. Alrighty. It's movie night. Grab your popcorn. Grab your coffee. Grab your friend. Grab a cat. Let's go. Who directed this? What year did it come out? Is that that girl from that show? Who wrote this? Where's the cat? Who would you rather bang? Pass the popcorn. 
Does this pass the Bechdel test? What about the Steve Buscemi test? Does a woman literally speak in this movie? Oh my god, a dog. This reminds me of in Harry Potter when... Are we recording? What did the critics say? It's a guilty pleasure. What's your rating? Can you be quiet? Oh my god. Movie night crew. It's just like watching movies with your friends. And then arguing about it after. Every Sunday, wherever you get podcasts. The Restricted section was created by me, Christina Kahn, based on the book series by J.K. Rowling. All music by Ryan Kahn. Logo by Michael Hardison. Support us on patreon.com slash restricted section. For as little as a dollar a month, you can gain access to our Discord community server, which is a really happy place to be. And there are other rewards as well, such as bonus episodes and Zoom happy hour hangouts. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at RestrictedSectionPod, on Twitter at RestrictedPod, and on Facebook at RestrictedSectionPod. Also, feel free to shoot us an email at RestrictedSectionPod at gmail.com to share your thoughts, feelings, complaints, conspiracy theories, or even lavish praise. All right, cool. Well, one, two, three, bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network.